Hello, hello, hello. Having a little technical difficulties here. Um, Welcome to B Radio. Um, I am your host, Leticia Dorsey Magaha, and um, this is the flagship episode of our show. Let's see. Um, DJ Sean, are you on the line? Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. All right. Robin. Hey, are you here? Are you on the line? She's in the background. All right. So, um, I'm here. Hey, Robin. How You're you doing great. <laughs> did, my mu- did my music play? Uh, I didn't hear it. You didn't hear it? Okay. No. Did we do my radio drop? Okay. So I'm gonna, uh, even though it, it, we started, I'm gonna do my, I'm gonna do my radio drop just to test all the buttons, bells, and whistles. Yo, this is singer-songwriter Antonio Magaha, and you are now tuned in to B Radio.
All right. That was Last Air by Antonio Magaha. Is actually on the radio tonight. Are you there? What's good, y'all? Good. Good, everybody. Can you hear me? Hello, hello, hello. Yes, sir. What's up? Antonio. What's up, sir? How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, good man. Doing? Yeah. Doing real good, man. Glad to have Welcome, you here. Man. Glad to have you here, you know, with your wife tonight, man. That's a, that's a good thing. That's a blessing. Yeah, support. Always, always, always. Absolutely. Welcome to B Radio. Um, it's a lifestyle radio show. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about life, things about life. Um, as the time goes by and the, um, the shows, the episodes go forward, we're just going to really just get into life. We're going to, um, people, you are free to call in. If you're listening in, free to call in. If you have a question, if you just want to talk about something, hey, I'm listening. I'm here. Um, uh, B is my company, and it stands for Becoming Excellent. Um, a long time ago, many, many years ago, uh, it was dropped into my spirit about people strive to do a lot of things. But um, I was just told to just be. That's all we have to do is be. Um, and once we get a, a just start being who we are, who we're created to be, then things just kind of start aligning up for you. Um, it was told to me that when you go to the museum, Sean, when you go to the museum and you go to look at pictures, what are the pictures doing? What are the pictures doing? Yeah, what are they doing? Just sitting there. They're just they're just collecting dust. No, somebody calls it dust them. But they're just there. They're on the wall. Um, because they have already been created to be exactly what they're gonna be. And all they have to do is just be do just be there. And mm-hmm. so we've been created. Uh there is um a whole thing that we don't have to really, we just have to evolve. But we we just got to be. And so that's where uh, B, B started um, years ago. Um, if you are, if you, it is bad, if you just be, everything that's for you, comes into your lane. So when we talk about relationships and those kind of things, um, a lot of times people are not themselves. And so those are called the representatives. And when you are not yourself, then you meet people that are not themselves, and it's a whole disaster. It's a whole disaster. So we want to learn how to just be. Anybody, right. uh wanna chime in on that? Just that be Mike is on the line. Hi Mike. Hey, hey, what's good? What's good? What's good? You you have any thoughts about what I just about just being? Are do you consider yourself are are you a being or do you do a lot of striving? What's your existence like? 
Do you say or uh, being or uh, do I do a lot? Do, excuse me, or do I do a lot of striving? Like strive, like trying to do something other than what you just naturally are born to do. I'm a being. I, I believe for the most of everything that I do, I'm on the on the path of what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. When did you come to that? Um, when did you come to that conclusion that you are just truthfully? Uh, four years ago. For me, it was four years ago. Any kind of significant event, or it just came from uh, It was after I had a very bad accident, uh, died, actually. Oh, wow. Coded, yeah, coded three times. The third time, they couldn't bring me back. Then, the, of course, after coming out of something like that, you know, things, you know, my eyes were open and things were exposed to me. But it was after seeing all that and the dealing with that and dealing with the loss and I started to see the things that were truly who I was, things I, I, I had wrestled with for years of my life. It, it made sense like, you know, this was, this was your path. This was your path. I, maybe all these people around you weren't the beat for some big, oh, yeah, Mr. Man. But a lot of these people, I wouldn't listen to what they were saying they were dealing with. Mm-hmm. And as I started realizing, you know, hey, these people are coming to you because these people are looking at you. Something's placed on you to give them, not to say I give them the answer, but to listen to what they're going through and let what, let the, universe that some may say or the spirit others would say moving to their lives to guide them onto their right path. Wow. That's, that's uh pretty intense. Um did you did you uh have a near death experience while you were out, you know, when you coded? Did you do you remember anything about that? Yes, I do. I I can vaguely if if it's something y'all want to hear, I'll tell you the honest truth of what I remember happened. Uh, uh, as I first came to my senses, I realized that I had died. And I, the first thing I was like, so like this God, this is, this is how my story ends. And as I said that, I started seeing uh, what I saw were, People say your whole life flashed before your eyes. Mm-hmm. Wow. I started seeing the wrongs. The things that I did was wrong. Well, my And I was like, wow. So I had an exposing moment in depth to myself because I got to seeing those. And as it started to mm-hmm. slow down, and I'm like, wow. Uh, wow. I heard a prayer. I heard, I heard someone praying, and as I realized it, it was my grandmother praying for me that had passed. But the significant thing about the prayer, it was the prayer that she said one night when I was a wild teenager. I was 16 years old, and I remember I walked in the house, and she was praying. I never forgot that prayer my whole life, and it was that prayer. And 
You said God, you said it should always be with him. You said it should never leave him. Not yet, God is not his time. And when she said not yet, when she got ready to say it again, another voice said with her, not yet. And I opened my eyes. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. Did you write a book yet about it? I've, I've been pinning things down. I'm a, I'm a musician, and, of course, I wrote it. A lot of it in, I guess that's why I didn't record it, because I started realizing I was telling a whole truth of what I was going through I had been or I had been through instead of writing songs. So I'm now starting to kind of formulate it into being a book. That's great. Well, when you get your book, we're going mm-hmm. uh, to have you on to talk about it. <laughs> okay. My husband, Antonio Magaha, is on the phone. Yeah, what what do you think about being? Are you do you strive or are you are you a being? Uh, I think I it's taken me some time to get uh to move into a space of just being. I think for me from time to time How do I articulate it? Um, I think I find it somewhat difficult from time to time finding the uh, the balance between being and doing the work. But sometimes mm-hmm. for me, that can it can kind of get crossed. It can it, it can be uh, how do I articulate? It can be uh, somewhat confusing. Because I, you know, I know that, that that we're supposed to be, but then, you know, I was taught, I guess, from my childhood that we're supposed to work. You know, what I'm saying we're supposed to we're supposed to be doing, and that's not always necessarily the case. So sometimes I kind of um, I get I get caught in the crosshairs between allowing myself just to be or allowing things to flow as they are, and feeling like I have to do something. Uh, I think I'm getting better at doing it, um, thanks to you. I mean, you've definitely given me a lot of insight. Um, into this new paradigm or way of thinking. But, uh, you know, when you've been raised a particular way, you've been reared a particular way, uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to break hard to break away from those, from those things that you've, uh, you know, that you've been taught. So, but I'm, I'm getting better, I feel like. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I see, um, I have a friend, um, she's a, She's on the call, or she's in the chat. Uh, Tammy, she's a good friend of mine. She's in the music let's, business. Let's open up her line. Here we go. It's open. Hey, Tammy. Thank you. Hey. Hey, Tammy. Hey, hey. How you guys doing? Oh, good. How are you? And I'm you also, um, before you go, um, Doc, you also have, Double chocolate on the Divas oh, Den. Hey. Oh yeah. Scrap iron. You know the crew from Hilltop is on. Yeah. Well, let's hey, chime in. Where Ooh, where? Oh, I, I see Hilltop you, Diva. <laughs> hey, Tammy. Did you? Hi. We're talking about right now. We're talking about being or striving to or being something that you're not. What do you? What's your What's your thoughts about? Are you a being? Do you just 
Are you just in your who you are and moving and doing who you are, or are you trying to do something else, be something else? <laughs> well, you know what? You you know me so well that I am being and doing, but I'm always striving because I can't help it. Um, so for you guys that don't know me, I'm a musician, so I'm a classically trained pianist, but play all kinds of piano, and I sing, so I'm a musician over here. And on the other side, I'm a music executive. So I'm an A&R and, you know, lead a team of A&Rs. I do a bunch of stuff over here. So I do a lot. And the reason I say being is I've been free since I quit my job 11 years ago to be a full-time musician because God told me to. And then eight years in, I said, Lord, I need more. I don't know what more looks like. And that's when he presented the A&R opportunity and the rest is history. So sometimes I'm like, man, what am I doing? But in this being, which is doing what I love every single day, I'm still striving. So, like, for example, I just became a professional member of the Recording Academy, which is huge. And I, because I'm still striving <laughs> to get to the Grammys. I want to win a Grammy and or attend the Grammy. So how do you get there and do it? You have to actually get closer to it. So the Recording Academy gives out the Grammys. Um, and so that's why to answer the question, even though it's kind of a long version is I'm being, meaning I'm doing what I love every single day, which is music, um, thanks to the gift from God and then the striving, because even though in my music career, I want to do more, even like other stuff like health and wellness, you know, I'm a curvy girl, so I want to get my body together, you know, my home together, my finances, so I pray for all that, you know, spiritually to be, you know, spiritually mindful, physically, emotionally, financially, all that stuff um, to be in that. So that's where I'm always striving to be better. That's a great question, a great topic today. Wow. Thank you for calling in on our flagship episode. Woohoo! Y'all get a bell. Hey, flagship episode. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Anyone else? Uh, I see double chocolate. What do you, you are an entrepreneur. um, You just, you do a lot of everything. Are you being or are you searching? I am here and Mm. I am doing it all. Mm -hmm. I'm just Making it day by day, I say, and I've been an entrepreneur ever since I was a kid. I always found a way to make money. Uh, shoot, I remember one of my school teachers used to sell Avon, and like for the holidays or whatever, when I celebrated back then, I would always raise money for me and my siblings so that we could buy gifts for uh, my mother. And that went from writing poetry on a piece of paper folding that up and a construction wow. paper and making Mother's Day cards and whatever. I would sell Mother's Day cards, draw the little cartoon characters on there and write poetry, and I would sell those things for $5 a piece. Wow. So everybody at the school wanted a specially made, you know, card. So as long as I can remember, I've always made money, whether it's 
I'm telling my age. Uh, now and later, the candy back then used to be <laughs> five cents. Five cents a pack. Five cents a penny pack. Candy. Yes. Penny candy. Yes. Penny candy. Don't have oh, it anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Baby, I will go get me a bag of penny candy, buy me two, three dollars worth of penny candy, and I will sell those same little candies for 25 cents at school. So now and later, I was paying them a, nick, a nickel, and I was selling them for 50 cents. <laughs> y'all wanted gum, y'all wanted cookies. I had it. I was the lady to go to. <laughs> so I'm all about just being. So your being is an entrepreneur and a you money just comes to you. It should because she always throwing cash yeah, at everybody. I'm having flashbacks. Where's uh where's Law Dog with the cash app? <laughs> I don't know, but he ain't sending me no cash up. I know that much. <laughs> oh, mm. what about Diva? Mm. Did I hear someone call my name? <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am. I asked, are you uh, are you a being, or are you finding who you are? I'm striving. I I, I know who I am. I am striving to be a better person. And what I mean by that, I am trying to reach my full potential. Even at my age, I don't think I've reached my peak yet. And I have Mm. so much more to give, to grow, uh, uh, to to be who I am, and to to give back. You know, my, my thing is I want to be the blueprint for young ladies that are coming up behind me. You know, because someone once told me that, we need, we as women, we need to have three types of people in our lives. We need to have someone in our lives that's younger than we are so that they can keep us young and keep us up mm. to date and keep us more innovative on what, what's to come. We need to have someone that's our same age that can walk the path with us, that as we grow, they grow. And then we also need to have someone much older than we are so that we can walk in their shoes and do follow their blueprint, and make it even better for the person behind me. So I am just trying so many new things. I am uh, retired, two years retired. I work part-time in a fragrance department. Been doing this since 2015. Been in the radio business for over 35 years. I've just taken on uh, my first responsibility as managing an artist, uh, doing it blindly. I have I have. A small amount of help. Thank you, Sean, for helping me. But those people who are in the business, mainly males, who know and who have been doing this for years because it's a male-dominated industry, I can get Mm -hmm. no help from them. But I will. Trust me, I will succeed. And he will Mm. be one of the biggest artists that there is. He's got that thing. And your girl, the diva, is going to have that thing also. But in this season of my life, I am comfortable with where I am. But I don't want to be stuck where I am. I want to continue to grow, learn, and give. That that was uh, oh, amazing. Miss, and did I mention? Oh. Did I mention? I am also, for the first time in my life, after being in radio for over thirty-five years, on one station under one umbrella. I am now on 
uh, about to be on 10 radio stations. I'm currently on nine, about to pick up my 10th radio station, and I produce each and every one myself, my very own content. I have my very own little small studio uh, at home, and I do everything myself. I'm a one-woman show. Oh, let the listeners know where um, where they can hear you. They can hear me right here on Hilltop Radio, Tuesday through Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central. I am also on seven other stations, but if you follow me on Facebook, The Divas Den, the Soul and Blues Top 20 Airplay page, every day I post what station I'm on, and you can also follow me on Instagram and TikTok, Diva1039. Uh, all right, let's take a um, let's take a music break.
You there? I'm here. Okay. Where'd she go at? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just Good talking. Question. I'm get, yeah, I'm right here. Hey, hey, everybody. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm, it's, uh, it's called is, first shows jitters. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> That's how yeah. it is. I'm like, like, where, where's everybody? <laughs> Listen, I was just talking uh, away and realized I w- had put myself on mute. Um, Boy, <laughs> double chocolate and rubbed off on you already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome, welcome back uh, to BE Radio. Um, that was uh, Like by Guy, a classic favorite of mine. Um, what I was saying when I was on mute is I wanted to give a shout out to DJ Sean for just even um, setting this up for me. Um, he I went on a show. My husband interviewed with him, and I hopped on to just congratulate my husband, and we got into a conversation, and DJ Sean asked me to come back to um, his and man, I maybe how many times I might have been on there? Three, four, five times. Him, Double Chocolate, um, Law Dog, and Mike, and just having a good conversation um, on Monday night uh, talking about relationships. And he got with. Um, Miss Robin, and they offered me this show, and so I just wanted to thank you all on my flagship radio show tonight. This is just, um, I told them earlier today, this is a dream come true for me. Uh, when I was in high school, I thought I was going to Spec Howard Broadcasting School because I wanted to be a broadcaster, and um, I got shot down by some teachers. So kind of killed my dream. But here I am all these years later on the radio. And uh, DJ Sean just said we had 22,000 people listening right now. So, hey, everybody who's listening, thank you for tuning in. <laughs> there you go. And uh, hey, That's how you shout out to your audience. Yeah. Listen, I hope to see you or hope to hear you um, every Wednesday, 9 o'clock. Nine o'clock sharp on the B Radio Show. Let's see who who didn't get to say were they existing. Scrap, scrap. Did he talk? How you doing? Oh yeah, I'm here. How you doing? Hi. How are you this this evening? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Well, I say as far as myself, I'm still striving. Um, I'm in a good place uh, with life and everything. Uh, I have my music, uh, being a producer, artist myself. Um, well, and so and so in a, a semi-retired state, but I'm really enjoying things. So, and I'm always constantly striving to, you know, to be better and to do better. You know, um, I think that, you know, I, I live by simple rules, and they've always worked for me. It's, uh, you know, thin line between BS and business. Mm. Hard to keep it real if it start off fake. And before I BS you, I ain't gonna mess with you. And that has always worked for me, even in the dealings with people I've met in, in uh, across this world in business. It's always worked for me, so I'm striving to be better. Well, you know, that's all I can really say. 
do you think that you have, uh, like Diva said, she knows who she is, and it definitely you could tell by the confidence in her voice, but she still, um, she hasn't reached her peak. Do you feel like you've reached her peak? Oh, no. Nah. You never you never stop progressing. Me, myself, I I, I, I know who I am. You know, I've I've been scrap iron for a long time. My real name is Carl Sanders, but this, this tag that's been given to me has been given, and you know, I've lived who I am, and I, I have no, no doubts in any form or fashion. So I work with kids. I work with middle school students who think they know everything. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I work here, too, I can tell you. We got, we got yeah. We got grown grown folk that like they know everything. But go right, ahead. Right. <laughs> listen, listen. If you were to go back to your middle school self, what would you tell yourself? Don't get married the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Let that woman go. All <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> Uh, that wasn't the right one, Carl. That's not the right one. Wait for the one that's coming after her. <laughs> in middle school, how would you? Did you meet her in middle school? Yes, we dated middle school, high school, oh, wow. and I just thought I was in love and got married. I, I became a high school dad, and before high school grad, I joined the military. And the first words we said to her was, "Don't get caught up with some of these military wives. You'll find yourself by yourself." And that was the warning mm. that was given. And just to show his water's wet, she did exactly what I told her that to do and ended up doing what she did. And the rest is history. And the woman I'm with now, that's my best friend. Oh. Mm. But could you, are you, would you have been a, a same person that you are now had you not gone through that experience? No, I, I, I probably, you know, <laughs> a lot changed. But I think, um, those experiences have made me who I am because for a long time I lived I lived a, an angry life after her. Mm. So I had to, I still I had to grow and progress to get out of this you know because every woman I met after her I still had to pay for what she did. So I had to get myself right mm-hmm. and um, and 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 get a spiritual base to, uh, and realize that hey you know you can't do that you know because I've done some stuff but. You know, but I, I believe at the point I'm in my life right now, I, I've uh, a lot of things I've repented for, and you know I can only ask for forgiveness for those that I didn't reach out and, and make amends. But you know those things I went through made me who I am today, and I have, you know, I, I I'm thankful for the experience. Although some I wish I could have wrote off, but hey, I, I'm I'm great. I wanna can I piggyback off scrap on what he just said. About yes, go ahead. How, how men we we get hurt, you know, in different ways, and we are, are is mad with the person that hurt us. But then when we mm-hmm. move on, we still have that um, animosity. You know, animosity. We still have that burn. We still have that. You know, like if you fall down, you scrape on your arm and stuff. You know, it's healing. It's healing. But, you know, it's not healing enough because, you know, when we're small, we're picking at the scab. You know what I mean? Mm. To, mm-hmm. and, and, and we're men, because I can I can follow his footsteps about what he said, you know, take it out on other, other people, other individuals that didn't have nothing to do with 
you know, what I went through with this woman and that woman, and that's what we do. We, the word is, um, I think it's, it's, um, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, and, hurt people. and we have yeah. to, and it's always a thing where, you know, we have to stop the trend. So if this, so if this episode tonight, your first episode on the show, if there's a lot of men out there that are going through, going through that and taking out on someone that's innocent, you guys got to grow up. It's, it's called growing up right. and understanding right. who you are and getting a getting in touch with yourself. That's I, right. that's I just want to piggyback off scrap behind with that. Yeah. Well, I you know I don't people hurt healing. When you really look at, um, especially us as African-Americans, when we were younger, I know uh, one of the things that was said a lot was, you know, just get over it. Just get over it. Mm -hmm. Just don't worry about it. Sticks and stones, break your bones, words will never hurt. All of those things that kind of diminish how we are, how we feel, what our emotions are, just push through. And so I know the people that um, in my generation are pushed through people, which is cool in some aspects, but healing isn't a push through thing. Healing is something that has to, um, you have to work at, you have to Mm -hmm. be intentional about, and some people don't know how to do that. What do you do if you don't know how to do uh, that? Yeah. I think specific to men. Um, there's a certain amount of vulnerability that has to um, take place before the healing process even begins. And when you talk about being raised or, like, um, you know, the idea that for men, you know, prevalently has been, I don't think it's, it's so much now, but in the past that when men show vulnerability, that's a sign of weakness. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, don't cry. When you you know, I remember falling off of a bike or bumping your head when you were a kid and your yeah. father, your uncle, get up, try it again, you know what I'm saying? And that would you cry related for? to present you day. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when you talk about healing and, and getting into a very vulnerable space, a lot of that comes from what you were taught as a child and if you don't if it's not recorrected or as DJ Sean says, we don't grow up and learn better, you know, we continue to perpetuate that same um perspective, you know, as grown men, but I think it's just really like really understanding that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to cry. It's you, okay to admit that you don't have it all together. It's okay to admit that, yeah, that hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like that's okay. It's, it's, it's human. You guys um, ever got to be right. have a safe space to get into that place. Yeah. Yeah. You, you guys ever yeah. notice, I, I just want to say this real quick, Doc. You ever notice your grandpa, your grandparents teach you a whole different perspective of growing up than your parents do? Hmm. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's true. Yeah, well, I was raised by my grandparents, so you know it's a it's yeah. a lot different. My grandmother had me at sixteen, and my grandparents took me from her and raised me alongside her. Oh wow! So, yeah, it, yeah. I, I was so I for years I called her by her name, and you know instead of mama because you know that's the way you know I'm from the south and. The family structure down that way, you know, grandma took a lot in, you know, had a hand in a lot. So 
hold on, everyone. I, I have a caller, 813-646-9808. Do you, did you want to chime in to this conversation? <laughs> yes. Uh, what's your credit score? <laughs> I appreciate that you're sensitive and all that, but I I need I need to know your credit score before we go any further. Well, is that that's healing for some people, right? <laughs> she she too busy laughing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. back to back to the, the to the men and their healing. Do you guys feel like um since we've taken a a detour down the side, do you guys think that um that men are more vulnerable than they used to be? No, I don't feel that. Uh, men men I, men I, now I, men now can cry without being called a, a you know a punk or anything like that. Men, I mean, look look what's going on in America now with most of our men. They're you know they they've changed their lifestyle to a different lifestyle, and it, mm-hmm. this that I don't get I don't care type attitude. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say no. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I I, I agree with DJ Sean to a degree. I think I see. A percentage, I don't know what percentage of the younger generation of men trying to move into that space. I don't know statistically what that number would look like. Um, but I see like there's a move in that direction. But I, I think it's, you know, again, when you're competing, <laughs> when you're competing with music and you're competing with, with um, what we see on TV, what we hear, you know, um, the competition with that sometimes can pull pull people back into that space of feeling like, well, you know what? Look, let me just get hard. Let me be hard. Let me not let me not be vulnerable. You know, let me because this is like this is what's prominent. This is what's prevalent. This is what everybody's doing. This is what's cool to do. Um, so I don't know. I think it. I, I, I can see a move in that direction, but I think there's a competition. There's a, you know, and I don't know if I'm making sense, but I think there's a competition for for our for our men in that regard. That that kind of prevent overall or maybe preventing an overall movement for men to just feel comfortable with moving in that space. I think that men are, yeah. um, you know, uh, centuries ago when y'all had to gather the food and kill the stock right. with your bare hands, you had to be hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't think society is, um, set up yeah, for hard yeah. anymore like what well i don't know maybe in well, some communities if you dodge and bullets and well and you, see what they, you see what they're doing now they're they, they giving they're giving the man drugs they're giving mm. them alcohol right, they give them guns yeah so they said okay right. here's alcohol so you can drink yourself to death here's mm-hmm. drugs right. so you right. can smoke yourself to death and here's a gun That's where cool. you can kill each other mm-hmm. well right. you know I'll say this, um, even let's look at the way our men, again, are being, some of them are being raised. Look at, I, I, I spent time in the military. I recently mm-hmm. realized that they got a stress card that they can hold up when they're feeling mm. stressed. Oh. Now, when I came in the military, the drill sergeant would be in your face, raise hell, and have you pushing the pavement, doing push-ups like you're trying to move, move the structure. 
Mm-hmm. Now they get stressed. They can hold up a stress reliever card. But see, the, I feel that we, we need to stay stern because mm-hmm. if you're at war, the people not worry about you stressing the person that might be shooting at you. Why you want to train? Mm-hmm. Why you want to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. uh, train mm-hmm. lighter instead of training hard because of what you may face in life, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of the things I, me as being a veteran, combat veteran, I, I, I am very pleased with the way I was raised, where I was trained in the military. Mm-hmm. You know, I got some things I ain't happy about, but, you know, I think some men, they, it's like direction. They don't, they, but, a lot of these young cats, they don't have it. A lot of, a lot of the military, uh, men that's gone, women too, that's gone to the military, have come. They they teach you the military part of your your training is teach you to be a man and how to raise a family and how to you know not be strict but be stern on you know when you have kids and stuff. The military does that. Yeah. Do they? Oh yeah. No, I didn't. Know I think I was a dad oh, yeah. before I went there. So, but I think that yeah. they were. They're more or less trying. They have to rebuild. They have to break you down and rebuild you to make you a more stronger individual. That's, that's the what I mean. That's right. That's the army. I mean, I know when I went in, I, I couldn't do nothing. Thirty guys dog on pushups before I left out of there. I was the Air Force. <laughs> you know, it's the, and everybody has a different structure of training. But I think like our, our young men today, some of them they're being raised softly, but they figure they can result to a trigger to. As that false sense of manhood, or I'm mm-hmm. this because I could, I got a gun, you know. But hey, let's try to see where the hands match up. At. Oh, I can't take a hit. I'm gonna go get the gun. Yeah, All of that that's stuff true. plays mm-hmm. into a fact. That's it's true. They, they're not men. They're babies. That's true. That's true. All right, let's. We're gonna take one more one more song break, and we're gonna come back. This is this is good. This is good. I like this. One yeah, more song Diva break. Divas didn't say much. Much well, we, in oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. When oh. I'm back, I'm ready. When we come back, you're going to be first to speak when we come back. Told you lately, your love is drive me crazy, baby. I love when you embrace me in a way you feel. Oh, is my testimony when you back the thing up on me, it gives me chills. So overwhelming sensually oh, oh. Let me testify, feel like you're not Every day I need your love It don't make me wait, cause you're like a drug Gotta have a hit, cause she's from struggling Blow my mind, every time when we intertwine Girl, you make me high, you make me high. I gotta testify Every time we touch, girl, you set me free. Your kisses leave my troubles so easily. 
Antonio Magaha um, and testify. You can find him on iTunes. Antonio Magaha, really hot artist. If yeah, I can say still, yeah, he, yeah, he's standing beside you with the frying pan tonight. Make you play my damn music. Oh, all right, Diva. You still there? Oh, that! Oh, yes, that song ended just in time for me to get out the car into my apartment. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I was thoughts? listening to what the guys were saying about, you know, women, the men being uh, taught to be hard. Uh, I'm a single mother, and I raised a son. And I think, mm-hmm. I think some women raise their sons to be different. You know, mm-hmm. I, I got outside and played sports with my son. I played marbles. You know, did all the things I could to try to teach him how to be a man. But there was uh, my high school sweetheart who played a big role in my life also with my son, but he wasn't his father. But what I did, I taught him how to be gentle, how to be forgiving, how to be understanding, how to be giving, you know, how to be in touch with his, his feminine side, which is his emotion. You know, when, you, when you're able to say I'm sorry and realize that you hurt someone, when you're able to be tough on one side but tender on the other side, I think that's a well-balanced man. And not to be afraid of it, it makes it even better because I see him be really, really firm and be a man. And nobody can be more of a man than when you step to his mama the wrong way, when you step to his wife the wrong way, when you step to his aunts the wrong way. He's an all-man. But then he's also gentle. He knows how to calm himself down. He knows how to take care of a family. So, I mean, I, I understand what the guys are saying because I have uncles, and I've heard them tell their sons, you know, you don't cry for girls. You don't do that. You don't play that. You know, you don't watch it on television. That's girl stuff. You know, but my thing about this, how is a man to truly understand a woman if he never sees any, any of those things, if he doesn't mm. see tenderness, if he's not taught tenderness? You know, so I, I, I understand, mm-hmm. you know, how men were, were taught back in the day, but I also 
in my generation, being a single mother, raising a son, I had to teach them how to be gentle, how to be firm, how to be tough, you know, just how to do it all. And I think he's well balanced. Is, uh, if I can ask, is he married? Yes, he is. So, okay. So his wife, she, she is she want to, uh, does she thank you? Because you know, it's some, it's some wives that are like, if they could tell their mother-in-laws a few things, they, they would have a few choice words about um, how they raise their sons. Is she ever express her gratitude to you? No, she doesn't. But I, but I, I think she is that daughter-in-law that would like to tell me a thing or two about how I raised my son. But here's what I would tell her. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I, know, I know she is. I, 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 this is how much I know she would like to. Because we, we don't have the best relationship, but we have, uh, we, I think we got a great understanding. I ain't mm. the one to be mentioning. And if you come to me and, and say that I could have raised my son a, a, another way, I'm going to ask you, well, how to, tell me about the man you love, the man you love, the man you said I do to, it's the man that I raised. Mm. So that's you, going to be a so show. You gotta that's a show right there. We're going we're gonna to come back and do a whole <laughs> show about that right there. That right there, because that exactly. is a good topic right there. <laughs> exactly. And you know what else? And I would say it may be me, but I, I don't think so, because let me tell you what happened one night. <laughs> It was on my mind so much, I went to sleep, and I had a nightmare, and my nightmare was, I woke up, and she had her hands around my neck. Do oh, you wow. know I was mad for, no, this was a dream. I was mad for days, because, you know, I was telling my sister, if that heifer ever put her hands around my throat, my son may be wifeless, because mm. I felt that, I felt that much tension. You know, when we are in the presence, I always feel like I am battling for my son. But then one of my friends told me this. She needs to understand that she may be his queen, but you queen mama. And to queen mama, you will always be the princess, and that's it. This is a whole if topic. This sense. is a we're gonna we're gonna have to yeah, because I because I want to ask I want to ask Diva a question about you know about <laughs> the, the, you know yeah I'm just I'm just saving for the next one. We gotta save it for the next one. We got six, yeah I'm, I'm gonna save it. Seconds. I'm gonna save it. I have write it down. Somebody so with three one nine okay. three oh I just wrote it down three one nine two seven zero eight three seven eight. Did you have anything you wanted to chime in real quick? Well, this is Melanie, Leticia, and I just wanted to call. I did a late blog talk episode, and I happened to catch us on Facebook, and I just wanted to call and say congratulations and welcome to the podcast family. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, well, with 15 seconds left, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's listening and catch us back on B Radio next Wednesday, 9 o'clock. We're going to have some this is going to be really good. It's over. <laughs> it's over. No, no. All right. So they can't hear out there, right?
Yes, we can. <laughs> Put everybody on mute. Oh. oh, you got to go in your episode. In your episode, go to an episode. Okay. Let's see. Up to the top.